the college football experience, NC State Wolfpack 2023 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network's brought to you by our very own Patreon. Yes, score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar prize. Join today at sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. Once again, that is a sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. This is Jim Mora and you're listening to SGPN. Let her ride. Football experience, NC State Wolfpack 2023 season preview episode. Yeah, it's slightly disgusting, but you do have an ECU guy talking NC State Wolfpack, and uh, yeah, I mean it is what it is. Uh, I'm excited though. I have long lobbied on this very show that Brennan Armstrong can play ball. All right, so. You know, I'm gonna have to just remove the purple and gold and just have to cheer on Brandon Armstrong. And they got my guy Ruffin McNeil on the staff. So look, uh, perhaps you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to. My name is Colby Swiggin Database Dad, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Uh, would have killed a normal man, but nah, nah, that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. Yes, we are. We're going down to Raleigh, North Carolina, to talk about the Wolfpack. I am joined by the ACC specialist uh, and a guy that. Probably goes to Carter Finley a couple times a year, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Try to. At least yeah. once. There we go. Uh, look, uh, give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, homebrew making, tobacco road living, the free lot giving. Farmer, farmer, her best believe MVP, give it over NC Nick in the place to be. There we go. What's going on, man? Good to be talking to ACC in uh, Smancy State because I also live in Raleigh. Of course, right? And you're in there. Robert and I, the talk of the town. Or is that uh or is that John Shire's recruiting class? I don't know. But uh uh Robert and I is coming in from Syracuse, former Mike Leach guy. We're a Mike Leach podcast. That's what I'm saying. The NC State, look, I know we I haven't liked you in years past, but uh you're doing a lot of the things right. You you, you bring in my guy from from ECU. Uh yeah, yeah, you hire him. And Ruffy McNeil, I'm referring to, and then you get a Mike Leach guy to run your offense, and Robert and I, and then you bring in Brendan Armstrong, my guy. So it's like it's making it and tough. Look, What's that? ECU's not ECU's not on the schedule this year either, so you don't have to worry about that. So there's no reason to root against the Wolfpack this year. So I'm saying, so it's like, the, but what do you make of uh, those hires uh, in general, man? Tim Beck gone now, the head coach of Coastal Carolina. 
So I think it's a fascinating to see how Anai is going to do there, how Armstrong is going to do there, how Dorn is going to let them do their thing. Cause Dorn is a very conservative head coach. Like he's a, he's a very good head coach. I think he's done well in Raleigh. Look at the last three years. He's won eight games, nine games, eight games, but they haven't had, you know, the most open offense in the world. So really the one thing holding NC state back, I think is like a top notch offense and Anai has done it in the past. And if you look at last year, last year was kind of a, of a crazy year. I mean, there were so many close games. They had four different quarterbacks start games because of the injuries with Leary and, and due to some of the bad play from some of the backups. So um, I think it's a fascinating year in Raleigh. Um, hope should be high. Cause you know, even the defense doesn't return a whole lot, but you always trust Dorn with the defense and the line of scrimmage. So let's, let's fire up this offense and let's see what we can do. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I think I think he did a great job. I was surprised Tim Beck got the head coaching position at Coastal Carolina despite having the 105th best offense in the country. For sure, yeah, I was surprised. To, you know, that name kind of came out of nowhere. I don't. I'm not quite sure what his ties were to Coastal or his ties to the AD there, but you could argue it might be addition by subtraction, especially bringing in an eye who. I look, let's, I think we can both admit who's probably a, a better offensive coordinator than Beck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look what he did in Virginia. <laughs> can we say Ye- that year one? He comes in the Syracuse. Syracuse was terrible lately and he gets them to a bowl game. They were six and oh, at one point, I think, or five and one, one of the two. Um, yeah, I will certainly join you there. Uh, on and the that. fact that he brings in Brennan Armstrong, who had so much success two years ago at UVA, where he threw for 4,400 yards and 31 touchdowns while running in nine more touchdowns. Now spring ball looked a little shaky, still learning the offense, but I think, uh, you know, after all the practices over the summer, I think they'll be ready to roll, you know, come, come September. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it was also in a spring ball was in a fucking monsoon. I think we shouldn't help. Yeah. So I'm not worried about learning Robert and I's offense. Brendan Armstrong was a part of it. Uh, we're going to talk all about it though. We're going to go game by game talking about the Wolfpack schedule. We're going to talk transfer portal. They just added a key transfer recently. Uh, we're going to talk about the offense, the defense, the special teams, and Dave Dorn in general, ha- Dave Dorn flirted with the Tennessee job a few years ago. NC Nick, uh, you know, one of the, where would you put him in the ranks of ACC coaches just before we, before we go to break? Well, it's certainly top half. The thing about Dorn is that he's not, he's not like a, the sexy head coach. He doesn't have a whole lot of personality. He's not going to, you know, the media doesn't love him, but he's, he's not going to come out there and, you know, talk their ear off and, and be a colorful head coach, but he's just a rock solid head coach. Who's going to win games. I mean, look at what he's done there. So yeah. uh, I think you have to rank him at least in the top half, probably in the top five ACC coaches. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think I would agree. I think I would agree. He's done a really good job everywhere. He's been really, so look, we're going to talk all about it, but before we do that, I want to tell you that the college football experience, NC state Wolfpack, 2023 season preview episodes brought to you by the sports gambling podcast, Patreon. Yes. Sports gambling podcast. Patreon is perfect for any diehard DGen. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar first place prize, plus a monthly SGP stories podcast an ad free uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being DJs. There's even a discord channel just for the patrons. 
Sports Gambling Podcast has and always will give out their picks for free. The Patreon is just a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. All right. We are back on the college football experience. NC State Wolfpack 2023 season preview. Uh, and if you haven't following, we've been going through all 133 teams, folks. All right, we do this each offseason solo podcast for every single team in the land. Uh, and obviously, there's a rhythm to this thing, and you got to talk about the portal. Unless you're talking about Clemson, Air Force, Army, or Navy, you have to talk about the transfer portal. Even Iowa starting to get hip to it. Um, <laughs> uh, if Iowa gets hip to it, then you know it's it's got staying power. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, incoming, they just landed a. Oh no, let, let, actually, let's talk about what left first. Devin Carter, wide receiver. Surprised he left. Were you? Not, not, not really. Devin Carter's been frustrating because he has the size and the speed. You you kept on expecting him to to blossom into and produce more than he ever did. So he's been a little bit of a disappointment. So I'm not surprised he's he's going somewhere else. Maybe he'll do well in Morgantown. I think it's a pretty good get for them because the guy has all the tools. For some reason, he could just never put it all together. So um, not totally surprised. I mean, but with Thayer Thomas leaving, you would think Devin Carter had a chance to be the, n- the number one guy. So in that regard, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Devin Carter bounces out to West Virginia. Uh, running back Demi Sumo. Kong Baye, yeah, is now at the Kentucky Wildcats. I heard that they were that, bullish on that get. They I was bullish get. on him yeah. last year. He he led the team in rushing the first two games. He had a pretty big game against ECU in the opener. So um, I was surprised to see him leave. I am a fan of his. Yeah, but then Ben Finley, who I believe is related to Ryan Finley, right? Correct. Little he brother. jumps out to the Cal Golden Bears. In the Pac-12, well, well, hopefully the Pac-12. I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> then uh, defensive lineman Joshua Harris to Ole Miss. Uh, defensive end Claude Larkins to the Airport of FIU. Safety J- uh, Jalen Fraser to UNLV and Barry Odom. Uh, Devin Leary, actually the one in the photo. If you're watching YouTube.com/slash The College Experience. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk more about that in a second. Uh, they then lost uh, wide receiver Josiah Provillan uh, Pro to Campbell. Mike Mike Minter doing the damn thing. Um, and I believe, I believe that is the thick of it, right? Is that am I missing? I think any? so. Yeah. Uh, did you mention Gentry to App State? No, I didn't. Okay, so they lost. They lost one other to App State. Uh, it, oh no, they lost a couple actually. They lost. Uh, didn't they lose an offensive lineman? Or no, that's him. Thornton, yeah, Thornton oh, Gentry, uh, J- Jalen Frazier, the cornerback to UNLV. No, I mentioned him. Mentioned okay. him. Uh, yeah. So there, there's that. What they bring in is, uh, well, Brandon Armstrong. I mean, it's a big if that, one. If that's not a win, but I love this one right here. Uh, Bradley Rosner coming in from the rice owls. That's the one that just happened uh, a week or two ago. So uh, a grad transfer late, you know, or I guess midsummer, but late in the uh, transfer season. So that's a big get considering, you know, they were looking a little thin at receiver. Yeah, no, that was a really good one. And then they brought in and, and I should mention this one, Yusef 
McGarbill. So he was an offensive lineman from Florida that had committed to Colorado. Apparently, Colorado was not happy with his development. Mm. So they told him they hit the road and now he's at <laughs> NC State. We'll take him. Yeah. So uh there's that. But uh but yeah, okay. And then uh so I mentioned those. They then go out and get Oregon off at the tackle, Dawson uh Jaramillo. That might be Yaramillo. I'm not sure if that J is silent. Um, but uh they also got this was a huge one here. Noah Potter on the defensive line from Cincinnati. He's a stud. Um and also Clemson's wide receiver, Dakari Collins. Go whoa! What? <laughs> they play. <laughs> They're both in the Atlantic. What's going on there, here? There is there is no more Atlantic, all right? Yeah. Well, they still play each other this year. Uh, then you got kicker Braden Navarroson coming in from Western Kentucky, and then uh, Robert Kennedy. No, not uh, not the <laughs> not uh, not the guy talking about aliens with Joe Rogan. Um, I'm talking about safety coming over from East Carolina. Ooh, yeah, Ooh, I, I know that hurts you, doesn't it? Oh, it's just disgusting. It's certain rules in life that should not happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um. I'm going to say they won the portal because I agree. I've argued on this very podcast. And I know last year would not be a good year to present that because Tony Elliott and Virginia's offensive line was the worst in the nation. But I think Brandon Armstrong's better than Devin Leary. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm there with you, you know, for college uh, quarterback, he's better. Right. I agree. Um, and then the fact that they were able to bring in the, uh, the some of those Noah Potter was a great get by NC state. Um, then bringing in some of the other line, uh, the kid from Oregon, uh, the Clemson wide out and then ECU safety, uh, Kennedy who started at ECU folks. I mean, this is a, that's a and, nice, and then the guy from rice Rosner that you mentioned who had like 800 yards and 10 touchdowns last year. I think if it was kind of a wash that late edition, definitely put NC state over the top. So I, I think I'm comfortable saying that, that they won the portal. Yeah, I, I would certainly agree that they won the portal as well. Now let's talk about uh, what Robert and I's offense. Let me see where Syracuse charted a year ago. I know they weren't, I mean, he was in year one at Syracuse after coming over from Virginia, but when he was at Virginia, that offense was rolling. I think it was a top 10 offense. Um, Where the hell was Syracuse a year ago? Syracuse charted at number 70 offense in the country, but that was probably big time improvement. Like I said, 70 compared to uh, NC state sitting at what? One Oh five. Come on. I mean, that's, that's, that's a lot better. Now, if you look at uh passing offense, then it gets a little, then it gets a little, uh, cause what I feel like NC state obviously had the quarterback situation. NC state a year ago, pass offense wise, ooh, sitting back at where are they? I should have wrote this down for the episode 74th, <laughs> 74th were the Syracuse orange were 67th. So even with the shredder at and the shredder is not the most polished passer in the world. If you look at, see what he did before. And I got there the year before his, he was a wide was receiver looking. the year before at Mississippi state, <laughs> but no, 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 he could no, he played some, you know, quarterback before. And I got there at Syracuse. So two years ago, he was at Mississippi state, but yeah, so his passing improved a lot under an eye, even if those numbers don't necessarily show it. 
Uh, how about the fact that North Carolina State was 110th in pass offense a year ago? Oh, I'm sorry, in rush offense a year ago. I mean, that's that's going to improve. The, let's the offense in general should improve by leaps and bounds this year. Yeah. So uh, I'm all over this hire. Uh, it makes a lot of sense to me to be high on uh, as long as Brendan Armstrong stays healthy. He is back. Uh, I mean, the running back spot. What's your opinion of Jordan Houston? He's solid. He's serviceable. You know, he, he led the team in rushing last year, only averaged four yards of carry actually no rushing touchdowns. Uh, so it's not like they have the best running back group in the ACC, but I think, you know, solid and serviceable are pretty good adjectives to describe him and the rest of the running backs. They're, they're just okay there. Uh, yeah, they got Jordan Houston, Michael Allen. I think is pencil is the second one to Marcus Jones also as well. Wide receiver wise, as we alluded to, they bring in Rosner. And Keon Lassane is back. Porter Rooks is a guy they're looking to to break in, and then obviously the Clemson transfer uh, uh, Collins. But uh, the wide receiver room you could argue is worse than last year. But I would say I, I don't. I'm panic. gonna say it's. I think it's better. Um, Thayer Thompson, he, he was around for forever. I think he's he'll be missed. But I think Keon Lassane Lasani is gonna improve yeah. this year. And then just the guys they brought in. It's not like it's a, a great improvement over a year ago, but I think slightly better, a little bit of uptick at receiver, still not one of the best groups in the ACC by any means. So we're, we're expecting big things from Brennan Armstrong to kind of bolster a somewhat average running back and receiver group. Tight end Trent Panix is back. That's good. Uh, he, he, he was hurt most of last year too. So uh, yes, it is nice to have Penix back. And then three of five on the offensive line. You know they've been pretty successful. I would say on the offensive line uh, of late, you know, put some guys into the NFL. But uh, um, do you think? Uh, see, what's great too about Armstrong is his his he can run. I mean, two years ago, I feel like he ran for a solid amount of yards every game. So um, you know, I think the O line might even catch a break by that. Yeah, I mean, uh, anytime a guy has wheels, that can help the offensive line. And I think this offensive line, I'm not too worried about it. I think they'll be just fine, especially with some of those portal additions. Let's just say that this offensive line is better than the UVA offensive lines over the last two years. Yeah. And uh, defensively, so seven stars back on offense. The defense, um, Tony Gibson is the uh, defense coordinator. Well, they have a, they have a, what? They have co DCs, I believe, right? Tony, Tony Gibson. Uh, and who's the other guy? No, to- everybody Tony has Gibson, code right? DCs yeah. these days. Yeah. It is tricky to track, but uh, anyway, the defense was fire last year. 13th in the nation, 13th in the nation on defense. Uh, and uh, you know, obviously uh, the secondary is what I think a lot. If you, if you study ACC football, a lot of people are excited about the secondary of the Wolfpack. Um, also, a big thing is that at linebacker Peyton Wilson returns for his sixth year. That is absolutely huge. He's going to be the leader of the defense, especially because you got a lot of new faces this year. Uh, I think he is the one rock that's going to bring them all together. And even if only five starters return, uh, all eleven projected starters are upperclassmen. So they've been around the program yeah. for a while. I'm not concerned on the defensive side of the ball. 71st in pass defense a year ago. You'd like that to be better, but 11th in sure. rush defense. But how about this? They were injured. They have a lot of guys that got starts mm-hmm. that were because of the the amount of injuries they've had. So you gotta like that defensive side of the ball. So and I know if you just pick up a 
a magazine or something, you'd be like, well, they only returned two or three on the defensive line. And it looks like one of four in the, in the linebacking court. Don't worry about that. David Vaughn at the left end stud uh, Savian Jackson at the right end. And like I said, bringing in Potter, I think is huge. Also CJ Clark at the nose tackle spot. They have depth in my opinion. Uh, you hit on Peyton Wilson, uh, B- David Betty and, and Jalen Scott, the other linebackers. And then uh, Poogie Poogie Kennedy, Robert Kennedy coming in uh, to, to be the nickel back there. And then the, the corners, I think people love these corners. Uh, Aiden White and Sahim Battle, um, man, and, and this team could really be good. The safeties, uh, Devin Boykin and Jakeen Harris. Talk to me about uh, what you think. This defense, I actually expect to put up better numbers this year. Yeah, I think the pass defense will certainly be improved. Rush defense, I don't know, they'll be top fifteen in the in the country because they did lose a lot of of major guys from last year. But again, when it comes to Dorn, he's had good defenses there. I think every year, so I'm not concerned. I, you know, a lot of the names might not be as known as some of the players that departed, some of the players that graduated. But I think, like I said, these guys have been around the program for a couple of years now. I think they're ready to step up, and uh, they'll, they'll make a name for themselves. And this defense will be just fine. And by the way, kicker Braden uh, Narvelson is back. That's big because I feel like remember that. Clemson game a few years ago where NC State missed like seven seventy five field goals. Well, they got uh, that other kicker in the portal too, so a little uh, kicker competition. There we Never go. Uh, breaking in a new punter in Caden Nunks Nunkister Nunkister, I think it is. Um, <laughs> but uh, I can't read, so uh, yeah. Uh, look, po- folks, we're gonna go game by game on the schedule and talk about the Wolfpack coming into 2023. But before we do that, I want to tell you that the college football experience NC state preview for 2023 is brought to you by underdog fantasy. The NFL season is right around the corner and underdog pick is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props. And uh, you know, it's available in a ton of different markets too. You might not even have legalized gambling in that spot in that state that you reside in. Oh, guess what? Underdog fantasy might be your little quarterback sneak way through that. The uh, plus, there's plenty of ways to uh, win on uh, their daily MLB contests, and of course, make sure you enter Best Ball Mania, where three million dollars is going away to f- to the whoever finishes in first place. Head on over to UnderdogFantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Once again, that's UnderdogFantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right, we are back on the college football experience. So remember. We host the college basketball experience with the season tips. Uh, you will hear me every single night of the season. Uh, NC State, NC Nick, what do you think? That uh, coming into the year, they're going to be pretty solid, I think, right? I, I think so. It's a big year for Keats because you know he's been pretty average there as a head coach, and people are getting a little, you know, they, they want to see a little bit more success on the hardwood. So I think it's a big year for the uh, well, Wolfpack. Uh, at least he's not wearing Sydney Lowe's jacket. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> Check out the college basketball experience. We also host the college baseball experience. NC State always keeps a good, good baseball program. And don't forget do. the FCS college football experience. Look, maybe you're in the Raleigh area and you're a uh, North Carolina Central fan or a North Carolina A and T fan. You mentioned Campbell earlier. Campbell, North Carolina. I'll take my hat off to to the great state of North Carolina because not only Campbell, Elon Gardner Webb, Davidson, Western Carolina. Western Carolina. Sp- Carolina. Yeah, they're supposed to be good this year. A lot of a lot of good football being played in the great state of North Carolina. 
Uh, so check out all those podcasts. We come together as one on, on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. But as far as listening to those podcasts, type those independently into the search engine and you will get it. Uh, but if you are watching on YouTube, you will see six and a half wins is the, is this graphic by cam six and a half wins buddy on first reaction, I think is a fucking lock. All right. Just because, <laughs> just because I believe the getting rid of Tim Beck is and getting Robert and I is a boost to the offense and then bringing in Brennan Armstrong, which I think is a boost to the quarterback position. And the fact that Dave Doran, uh, the fact they're getting rid of divisions. So you're going to play more teams from the coastal, right? Schedule in commerce. Schedule yeah. should be easier in, uh, in Doran's 10 seasons in Raleigh. He's been over six and a half wins in eight of them. The two years where he wasn't his very first year. And then there was a random clunker in 2019. So uh, yeah, just, I mean, without even looking at the schedule, I saw six and a half. I was like, come on, man. Really? Really? Well, and I actually think with the exception to the first game of the season, it's a genius schedule. I mean, the first game of the season's at UConn, right? Let's get to it. August 31st, Thursday night. I know it's a random away game, <laughs> um, which is always weird to go play the group of five on the road, but sure. shout out to NC state for doing it. Well, last year they put, they started the season at ECU and they should have lost it. Uh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's why I'm uh, I'm, I'm very concerned about this game because Notre Dame's on deck. So you get this look ahead spot. I do think UConn is trending in the right direction. Shit. They might be in the big 12 by the time this, this uh, game kicks off. Um, I'm going to take NC state. Do I think y- UConn will cover? I do. Yeah. What's I, the spread 16 or something. Yeah. I, I actually think this is going to be, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a one score game. Yeah. This, this game has me, has me nervous. Cause I think th- this is a game where NC state has dropped in the past. It's a level of a game where, you know, it, it, the offense comes out sluggish and it's kind of back and forth, low scoring. And then something happens at the end where they screw it up. So I'm worried about this game here, but I think NC state is the better team. They're so much further along, you know, in the process of building a program than UConn is. So hats off to what UConn is doing, but they're not ready to win this kind of game yet. So NC state goes up there. gets a dub. Want to know. And then week two comes and the Notre Dame fighting Irish come to town. I got NC state winning this. Not to jump ahead of ourselves, but there's two really big home games. Actually, there's like four or no, five big ones. This but schedule is genius, by the way. But yeah, continue. Yeah, yeah. That most of the tough games are at home. So, but they play Clemson and Notre Dame at home. They're going to get one of those, and I'll have it. I'll have it being the Notre Dame game. So two and zero. I'm with you. Then VMI, the key debts, Danny Rocco, year one. That's not gonna uh, look. Danny Rocco's a proven winner, but year one, I'm on the wolf back to go three and oh, right there with you. Now they head to Charlottesville, Virginia to take on Brennan Armstrong's uh, former uh, uh, school on this on a Friday. I believe if memory serves me correct uh, at Virginia in Charlottesville, bring your tiki torch. I have NC state winning this game to move to four and oh buddy. Yeah. We think UVA might be one of the worst power five teams in the country this year. So, uh, and Charlottesville has never been that, that daunting of a road trip. So I'm with you four and four and And then they come back to take on the Louisville Cardinals on another Friday night. 
Uh, if you listen to our Louisville preview, I said between Louisville playing at Pitt and at NC State within a three-game stretch, I had them dropping one of them. I feel like I lean. I feel like I lean the more likely loss is this one, just because these fans show out to the stadium, or as Pitt, it's kind of sleepy, but. This is a 50 50 game to me. I think both offense are going to be high powered. Wouldn't be surprised if this, uh, this both teams were in the forties in this game. Um, what are you doing here? If NC State's four and oh, and they're playing on Friday night, that place is going to be, the place is going to be rocking. I don't think Louisville is, is again there yet. You know, first year head coach, brand new system. I know the quarterback has experience with Brom, but uh, now I think NC State at home. I think they're they're too much for Louisville. They get some revenge on on losing to the Cardinals from last year. So I kind of sit sitting at five and zero oh with with more winnable games coming up. I got them losing it. I'm going to say four and one, four and one. Uh, that that's exactly why they lose it because they're NC State. They're they're four and zero, oh, <laughs> and and this is the game they would lose. Fair uh, enough. Then they're they, gonna drop one of these, yeah. Yeah, th- it could be this one. It could be this one that we're overlooking. The Marshall Thundering Herd won at Notre Dame a year ago. Watch out, they can play ball. Rasheen Ali, uh, Marshall coming to town. I'll get a bounce back spot for NC State. They moved to five and one. You, Th- this is another game against uh, a mid major, if you will, where I- I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I'm still at home though. I'm going to give it to NC state here. I, I have them starting off six and oh, kind of surprisingly. I don't know if that's going to happen. Maybe one of these, you know, closer to 50, 50 games, you know, doesn't go their way. Perhaps they lose to Notre Dame week two. But as far as right now, I, I got them sitting at six and oh, just needing one more win to hit the over. I got them five and one. And now they head to Durham. Their road trips are genius. The folks, the road games this year at Yukon at Virginia at Duke at wake at Virginia tech Duke and wake are within like what? 45 minutes, right? Uh, this is a, and, and not, yeah. and both of those teams, it's not, it's not like they've really good home well, environment. Same with Yukon and Virginia. So you have one yeah. tough road game at Virginia. This is a fucking lock. Um, I, I will, you know what though? I, I, I was going to call for the upset with either wake forest or Duke. You know what? No, I'll go. I'll go. I'll give me NC State to get this one. I think. I think Wake's going to be the team to upset NC State this year. Mm. I have. I am losing their first game here at Duke. I think at this point, maybe they're a little too full of themselves. And you know, Elko has a Duke Duke program in the right uh, you know trajectory also. So uh, I think this is one that kind of sneaks up on them. It's it's a look ahead. Well, they, actually, after Duke, they have a bye and then Clemson, but still, they're they're still looking at Clemson next up on their schedule. So they, I have them dropping this one, going six and one. I am six and one at the at the bye week two, beating Duke by a field goal in Durham. They get a bye week and then uh, Clemson comes to town. And uh, if you listen to Clemson's preview, I called for NC State on the upset here. I got them going to seven and one here, beating Clemson in Raleigh. What are you doing here? I don't. Th- I don't know if they're good enough to beat Notre Dame and Clemson at home. I gave them the W over Notre Dame. I have Clemson winning this, dropping them to six and two. I got them seven and one, buddy. Who's the NC State Woo. fit here? Uh, and guess what? I got moving to eight and one because the Miami Hurricanes come to town, and that and it seemed like John Ruiz just got he got the the other SEC coming after him. Not not the uh, not. <laughs> 
not the college football conference, but the the SEC essentially. So their money might be frozen there in Miami. Uh, I just think Miami's ass still. Uh, so I got to move in. It's, it's sneaky. It's sneaky because my, we know Miami's talented, and NC State would lose a game like this after beating. Yeah, Miami's yeah. I think Miami's beat NC State the last couple of times also. But uh, no, I I have the Wolfpack here. You know, after after I had them losing to Duke and Clemson in a row, about time to get back to their winning ways. Here's here's where for me they pick up win number seven and hit the over. You already have them hit, hitting the over, so obviously we're both on that side. Yeah. So what I got them? Uh, what eight and one is it? <laughs> I have them seven yeah. and two. You're at eight and one. Yeah. Well, don't worry. Here it comes at Wake Forest. Dave Clawson, Griffiths. Griffiths in November is going to be really understanding the system. I got Wake Forest beating them. Moving NC State always loses at Wake. They're one and nine in the last ten at Wake. You believe that? <laughs> one and nine in the last ten. Brutal. On the same side, they've won seven straight games versus Wake at home. So it, it's really whoever is at home wins this game <laughs> traditionally. So I'm with you. I think Wake wins. So I got them eight and two, and they have back to back away seven and three. They head to Blacksburg, and Virginia Tech should have beat them in Raleigh last year. Upset special. The Hokies take down. The Wolfpack in Blacksburg, eight and three. What do you got happening here? It's always a tough place to play, but one of the reasons was the, 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 the on the backup quarterback situation last year is why NC State just barely pulled that game out. I was at that game last year. Uh, I don't I don't have them losing both of these road games, so I, I have them going into lane and getting the W here. All right, and then they're home to the Tar Heels. Mac Brown, Drake May coming into Carter Finley. It's going to be anyone's game. These games are wild. I favor NC State though. I, I I I could see them losing this too, and and the wheels coming off going eight and four. But uh, I got to win it nine and three. I love the over on this on this on this. Last play. year they got UNC in overtime, double overtime in Chapel Hill. Uh, I'm gonna I'll have them beating the the uh, Tar Heels again. So uh, i I think I'm at nine and three with you. Uh, yeah, and even if I mean, so maybe they lose both Clemson and Notre Dame. Maybe it's eight and four, and they, they could still lose one more. And go seven and five and hit the over. So, yeah, this is you know if you listen to our ACC preview, we we were we both locked up NC State. If you haven't listened to it, go do that. <laughs> but uh, the only problem is you know the, there's a little bit of juice on the over. It's minus one forty five, but I'm willing to pay that because I feel really good about the over here. I feel really good about it too. I think it's one of the best we've seen so far. I don't. I mean, if you had to build a case for six wins. Brandon Armstrong's injured. I guess that's the only thing I could think of would be like if Armstrong gets injured. Yeah, I mean, there's enough. Yeah, and, and and they lose one of those. You know, that game to either at UConn or against Marshall. Um, I, I guess you can paint a picture where they're just six and six, but I just don't see it, man. I think Doran has his program at a higher level than than average. Can I build you a case for something else before we we go? To, we I had a chance to sit down with Michael Barker. We're going to talk about that in a second. But um, there's no divisions this year. NC State's plus twenty five hundred to to win the ACC, Ooh. right? Ooh. Uh, you know what I find interesting is they do not play Florida State, right? That's right. Uh, we've talked about this on the ACC episode. Go listen to our ACC conference preview. But um. Be, I think it's a very interesting thing because I think everyone thinks it's going to be Clemson and Florida State, but because Louisville and NC State don't play Florida State, it can get wacky. Like I think there's opportunity for whoever wins that Louisville NC State game 
or watch out for a team like Pitt who could get the tiebreaker against Florida sure. State. I just think it's going to be a little wackier than most years when you have the coastal, you know, obviously with the, with the the leading of divisions. Um so at 2500, I don't think it's a bad or, play. No, no, it's not. I hear you. Or it might not be as wacky because it might be just be Clemson versus Florida State because they can actually play in a championship now where previously they couldn't. But uh no, I hear you. I, I think we're all penciling Clemson in that game and you know what? It might come down to the Clemson Florida state game, which is at Clemson, which is, I think why we like them more. One of the reasons why we like them more. So yeah, the second team there, it's going to be interesting. It's wide open. The ACC, you know, is usually wide open. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but at at that kind of odds, that's, you know, little sprinkle. Yeah, definitely. Because they can lose the Notre Dame game and be fine. That's right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like your biggest, if you just win your games at home in conference, Louisville, uh, Clemson, Miami, and North Carolina. I feel like you should probably be playing for the ACC championship because I think it's highly unlikely that you lose two, two. I know I called for more, more than two road games. So if you had the tiebreaker yeah. on Louisville and Clemson and North Carolina, if you win your home games in Carter Finley, I think you're going to be in the ACC championship, perhaps. Let's uh, do it. Folks, uh, and they haven't played for an ACC. They haven't won an ACC championship. They've never played in the ACC yeah. championship game. <laughs> One of only three schools. I think it's Louisville, Syracuse, and NC State. I believe. Even Boston College has played in the ACC championship. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that, and Duke. That's, that's fucking wild. Yeah, folks. Uh, look, before we get out of here, I did have a chance to sit down with Michael Barker, aka College Football Campus Tour, to talk about his experiences. To Raleigh Durham, uh, the Raleigh Durham Airport, and and uh, don't call it Raleigh Durham. It's a, to Raleigh, okay? Yeah, to Raleigh. It's Raleigh and Durham are two different cities. Thank you. Yeah, but the airport. Well, then why call it that? You sandbagging <laughs> sons of bitches. Uh, well, that's the airport. <laughs> yeah. Well, just call it North Carolina Airport. All right, let's go. Uh, look, <laughs> he went. He's been to Carter Finley. Check out games. I've been to Carter Finley. Nancy Nick's been to Carter Finley. We went for a great game. We're going to talk about it. But here's Michael. Here's here's Michael Barker in that interview. Joining me on the college football experience, NC State Wolfpack 2023 season preview is none other than Michael Barker, aka College Football Campus Tour. And I say it like that, I emphasize that College Football Campus Tour, because you need to be following his Twitter page. It's at CFB Campus Tour in case you're not watching on YouTube. By the way, youtube.com slash the college experience if you do want to watch. But uh, yeah, Michael does unbelievable work. I didn't know this, this guy from nothing. And, and I, on Twitter somehow had recommended me this page. I look at this page and this guy's going to, he's at, he's in Houston, Texas on a Wednesday night at a, at a college football game, taking pictures saying he's at the game. Right. And then on Thursday, he's in Colorado Springs, Friday, he's in Amherst, Massachusetts, Saturday, he's in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I don't know what it is. And I'm talking on my ass here, but I'm saying that's essentially why I was like, who's running this page. They're doing great work. Cause it's not just that he's at a game with a beer. No, it's like he's got the photo of the game. He documents the the stadium, shows what he likes about the stadium, talk, talks about the history of the stadium. It's just a must follow if you love college football. Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show, brother. Yeah, thank you for that introduction. It sounds like my uh, Twitter advertising money is going to good use and up in your algorithm. So uh, <laughs> thank you for having me and uh, looking forward to talking about Carter Finley. There we go. And Carter Finley. You know, look, I'm an ECU guy, so we're supposed to hate NC State. But I got to be honest, my experiences to the stadium have been pretty fantastic. Uh, You know, I'm curious your thoughts on the on the history and stuff. But I will say before before I let you go on that, that I was randomly on YouTube 
like a week ago and it recommended me a worldly game in 1990, I believe or 91. And damn, if the Raleigh Durham Skyhawks weren't playing at Carter Finley, uh, tell me about the history of the stadium, man. Man, that's beautiful right there. Uh, I got to get my YouTube algorithm on that. But uh, so 1966 opened with 41,000 seats, uh, currently has 57,000. Uh, Carter is Harry and Wilbert Carter, and Finley is Albert Finley, and they're major donors. So we know since we've been doing all these stadiums, you throw money at a school, you get your name on the stadium. So uh, what I found interesting was a couple of things. Number one is the playing field is grass, but the sidelines are turf. So, uh, you know, you get a lot of players with cleats on the sidelines, you're going to tear up the grass. So they solve that, but then they want the playing surface grass because it's uh, better, less injuries and, and more natural. So you have that. The other thing was uh, the smallest space between the bleachers and the sidelines in, of any ACC stadium. So that tells you that they're right on top of the field, uh, right there. You know, usually you put the student section right behind the the, the road team. So they're going to get an earful the whole game. So uh, some pretty cool quirks about Carter Finley. Yeah. And, and look, I, and they did the hockey game there recently. Uh, the, the hurricanes, you know, the outdoor hockey series that the NHL has stumbled upon that, which I think is fantastic. They did it at that stadium and it looked really cool. And, and I I've been to, I, so I went to an ECU game there, but I also went to uh, a Florida state game where they upset a top 10 team this experience, as much as I want to talk bad about it, the, the only thing I'll say bad about it was that ECU stormed the field on a win, tore down their goalposts and they suspended the rivalry for a little, a little bit, a uh, little, little, little issues there. But, uh, but besides that, man, the fan turnout has been great when I, the games I've been to there and it's just, it's just, uh, they, they've been loud. It's been everything that makes college football. Great. Tell me about your experiences there. So just to branch onto that, you know, when NC State went to East Carolina last year, it set the stadium record at Dowdy. So uh, that rivalry works both ways. I've been to a couple of games. I've been to two games. Um, the the best or the most notable game I went to was 2019. It was a Thursday night game against Syracuse. It was an ugly game, 16 to 10, but they got eight sacks on defense. They sacked Tommy DeVito eight times. Uh, I do have so in 2020. Uh, COVID year, North Carolina was allowing the state of the governor of North Carolina was allowing 7% capacity at uh, games in, in North Carolina. So I needed North Carolina because I'd never been there. And I ended up paying $725 for one seat to North Carolina Wake Forest. Uh, that was a noon game, but at seven, there was uh, NC State and Liberty. And I didn't have a ticket and I went there and I asked everybody in the parking lot. Nobody had a ticket. And I found a spot underneath the bushes that I thought I could sneak in. And I think my vision was too bad because every time I popped my head, I swore a security guard was looking at me. So I ended up not going. I didn't pull the trigger. You know, I didn't want to get arrested because I was supposed to fly home the next morning. But uh, that was that was what I was trying to do to get in there for my third game. My third real game will be this year. Uh, week two, huge game. Uh, Notre Dame coming and uh, it will be my first day game at Carter family. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh man, folks. Uh, uh, did you hear what he just said? He was in the bushes watching a game. I mean, this, that, that is passion. That is dedication. That is college football right there, folks. And you should give Michael Barker a follow on Twitter. I really strongly urge you to, if you love college football, because uh, the photo of the game, the history, even in the off season, you know, when he's not going around to every stadium, 
Uh, he, he does a bunch of, of cool contests and, and stuff. It's just a fantastic follow. And if you love you know, college sports, in my opinion, if you love college sports or stadiums, just stadiums in general, it's a must follow at CFB campus tour, Michael, maybe one day I'll see you at Carter Finley stadium. And uh, you know, uh, catch, catch in a game and you won't have to be in the bushes. Yeah. And let's get you in uh, ECU gear and we'll see what happens. So it sounds fun. <laughs> there we go. There we go, folks. Uh, take care and uh, have a wonderful day, Michael. You too. Thank you, Colby. There we go. Car- Look, we went to a great game with Russell Wilson. Remember that one? Yeah, they um, stopped uh, goal line stand against uh, who? Christian was, uh, Christian Ponder. Then? Was Christian Ponder? Ponder. Yeah, yeah, it was Ponder. Stopped them on like the two yard line or so. Won the game. There you go. That game was fantastic, folks. Get yourself out to an NC State Thursday game. That was a Thursday night or a Friday night game too. Was it Thursday or Friday night? Because that was like the same week we went down to. Thursday night. And then Friday we drove down to Jacksonville for Florida, Georgia. That was a, that was a fun little two game. Both games were great too. Yeah. yeah. Both games anyway. went to overtime. Yeah. With that one went to overtime. Yeah. Right. Uh, get yourself out to Carter Finley. All right. Uh, come on, go support some, some, some college football. It's the best thing we got on this fucking planet. All right. And let's go. Uh, we're both on the over. That's maybe the second best thing on this planet is the over. Gotcha. Yeah. This is easy. This is like one of my favorite plays of the whole year. I so, think you'll probably find this in both of our top tens when we do our uh, our lock pod. Yep, uh, folks, subscribe to the College Football Experience because we break down all 133 teams. And please go give us a five star review on iTunes. What are you guys doing? All right, please give us a five star review. Tell that's how you know that helps us sponsors. Look at that shit. Uh, also, subscribe to all of our other platforms. Like I said, the FCS College Football experience, the college basketball experience, the college baseball experience. We even have the big 12 experience out there. Check that out as well. If you like the big 12, uh, we come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Um, also check out the sports gambling podcast, get the SGP and app. It's free to download in the app store and Google play store. And by the way, we do have Phil Steele coming on the show uh, this week. So check out that episode. And uh, yeah, um, what else? The Discord. Come talk college football with us in the Discord. We're, we got a fantasy college fantasy football group group coming together. Uh, you're invited to come play fantasy football with us or DFS. We play DFS all throughout the season. We have episodes about that. So sportsgatheringpodcast.com/slash/discord. Let us know that you're a fan. All right, folks. Until uh, until next time. This is the college football experience. NC State Wolfpack style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. Run and shoot.